0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, February 5th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift.
1: everyone welcome back to rocket city lift happy friday before we jump into our text from Jeremiah let's take a moment and have a word of prayer
0: let us pray holy god we come before you knowing that you are the creator of the universe that you have created the lightning and the thunder that you make rain from fall from the sky and life sprout forth from the earth in the midst of this incredible creation, you know each one of us. You know us by name. You know the hairs on our head. May we take confidence and joy in that fact and remember it always. We pray this in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Listen to the words of Jeremiah, the first chapter, verses 4 through 19. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot tilted away from the earth. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north, disaster shall break out on all the inhabitants of the land. For now I am calling all the tribes of the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord, and they shall come and all of them shall set their thrones at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem against all its surrounding walls and against all the cities of Judah. And I will utter my judgments against them for all their wickedness in forsaking me. They have made offerings to other gods and worshiped, the works of their own hands. But you gird up your loins, stand up and tell them everything that I command you. Do not break down before them or I will break you before them. And I, for my part, have made you today a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
0: Tara, for our fun question. Yes, I don't know how fun this is. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best professional development book you've ever read and why?
1: So... um. I'm not entirely sure if this is a professional development book.
0: Mine's not really either.
1: (laughs) But Eugene Peterson's A Long Obedience Mm. in the Same Direction Mm. has been transformative for me as a pastor because, one, it reminds me that my primary call is to be a better disciple of Jesus Christ, not to be a better preacher necessarily, not to be a better head of staff, but to be a better follower of Jesus Christ. Mm. And it also reminds me that um, it gives me a 30,000-foot view, Right. It is a long obedience. Hmm. It is all hmm. of my life through. It's not something that's going to be one and done. Yeah. What's your answer?
0: Oh, that's a really good one. Um, for me, uh, I'd have to say uh, Olive Kitteridge by mm-hmm. Elizabeth Stout. Um, it's it's a novel that was actually assigned in seminary for, for one of my classes. And um, it's this book about a quite cankerous old woman in uh, this small town, Maine, I believe it is. And though Olive Kitteridge is um, annoying and frustrating in so many ways, you can't help but love her. Um, and it goes through all these people's um, stories in this small town, and there's pain in each one of them. Uh, so, for specifically my professional development as a pastor, um, to see that in each person um to to see uh, all the maddening things and all the lovely things um and and the results of those things uh helps me to remember that they're children of god because sometimes just re- telling myself that isn't enough
1: it's funny you say that in my doctoral program with my favorite professor we read call mccann's let the great world spin hmm. and we would take each character And we would say, who is God to this character? Hmm. And what is the gospel that they need to hear? Hmm. And it was really moving um, to get into another worldview. And really, you know, good novelists are so incredibly great at that. Yes, I love that.
0: Back to our scripture. Tara, right after Jeremiah's call, he's given a prophecy. What is this prophecy saying?
1: So he is going to... um, speak to the nations and kingdoms and he is going to tell them what they have done wrong (laughs) he is going to pluck up and pull down he is going to destroy and overthrow and build and plant actually god will do those things (laughs) but that is the word he has for the people um so it's not an easy thing Mm -hmm. right nobody is going to say oh jeremiah thank you so much for telling me what i've been doing wrong yeah but that is what he is called to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling me that these structures get to be broken down that I've lived in my entire life. <laughs> totally.
1: The one that gets me is, um, you know, they have worshipped the works of their own hands. Well, yes, I have. Right? <laughs> How many times have I done something knowing that the Lord God is in every part of it, and yet I'm patting myself on the back?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do what he has to do. Um, it takes a lot of courage. It likes it takes some ha, sometimes I think it takes more courage to call out your people, yeah. than people who are different from you or that you're not a part of the community.
0: Yeah, that, that's almost second to last line. I think it says, against the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests, the people of the land. He, mm. Jeremiah is a is a, is a a citizen of Judah. Yeah. Um, those are his people. Those are his people. Uh, those are his religious leaders. Those are his uh, uh, principality leaders. Those are people of the land. Those are his family. Um, yeah. And they will fight against you. Yeah. Uh, but God calls him to be an iron pillar and a bronze wall in the midst of that. Um, and you know, hopefully not, hopefully not too many people are listening to this, but as, as a priest, mm-hmm. um, I love when our congregants come come up and say like, I don't, I'm not so sure about this. Yes. Um, and, and we get to have that discussion, mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, that's what it means to be part of a community, uh, one thing that I hope that we all get is um, to not do ourselves the disservice of, you know, this call and this prophecy uh, aren't reserved for only the Jeremiah's of mm-hmm. the world, um, that the only the Martin Luther King Juniors of the world, uh, only the pastors of the yeah. world. But it's but it's for every single person. Um, that Jeremiah was uh, just no one, <laughs> um, yes. uh, and and. And that this call to prophesy and to speak truth and to live out God's call um, is for everyone.
1: It's funny because what the Lord God is asking Jeremiah to do is to step out and do this thing that he could not ever possibly do on his own. Mm-hmm. I find in my own life I like to be stay- safe, so I limit myself. Right? I don't do things that I don't that I can't be successful at. I think that's one of the reasons why. Um, you know, serving as a pastor builds my faith because it's always more than I can do on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's what God is asking of him there and and he has to do it, and God gives him the ability to do it.
0: and I also love the uh that God is a realist that it like it's not gonna be easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, God is very clear about yeah. that um but but knowing, you know. If, if your family is able to have kids and you make that decision to have kids, it's not going to be easy. No. Um, but uh, there will be joy and life that come out of that. Uh, and I think sometimes, I think especially the way our culture is, is moving is like, don't ever do anything that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, and it's like, no, sometimes doing things that don't feel good result and an in, in incredible new life.
1: I actually told my 16-year-old yesterday, welcome to adulthood. It's full of doing the things you don't want to do, and then you do them and you find out you're okay. Mm-hmm. I think for me, one of the questions of Jeremiah 2 is, how do we as people of faith remain, how do we have an open posture for our prophets, mm. for the people mm. who are saying things we don't like? Yeah, Like what what kind of culture should we have in the church that when someone says, we're worshiping idols that we don't immediately shut them down, but instead we take a moment and say, huh, I probably am.
0: Yeah. I am quick to justification. Yeah. Um, of, oh, well, no, no, you don't, you're just misinterpreting it. Um, right. You're not, you, you don't fully understand as opposed to an initial responsive. Am I?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And don't shoot the messenger. Yes. Right. Um, that maybe, and I will say that, Part of being a pastor is being a moderator on a session. And I have learned more and grown more from the people who disagree with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's the case, if that's how we grow, then we, churches have to be places where we can value that. Well, friends, with that, we're going to end with a quote from J.K. Rowling and her book, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends.
0: (laughs) Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen.
1: Amen.